Hello and welcome to our regularly scheduled interruption where we are talking about Saga Volume 2 today um, by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona, art by Fiona Staples. I'm joined here with my normal co-hosts. I've got Shelby. Hello. I've got B. Hello. And I've got Monica. I am also here. Woohoo. <laughs> wow, I'm the only one who got a woohoo, you guys. <laughs> Special today. Or it was sarcastic and I have to leave. I will never tell you. <gasps> you will never know. Rude. So volume two uh, picks up. This is issues seven through 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was, I really love rereading this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you that. Having a great so time. much fun. Great time. That I had no idea like how layered, I mean, I guess I knew how layered the story was, but it's very cool to go back and actually it find can, the clues that I didn't pick up from mm-hmm. before. Yeah, it gives you a chance to notice stuff you didn't see before. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, it's such an amazing story that, like, I have such a good time. Well, and all the characters are so great. Mm-hmm. They're all fleshed out, which mm-hmm. is really nice. And you get a little... It's hilarious. It's, yeah. Everyone, mm-hmm. I was talking about this earlier, everyone gets to be funny at some point, mm-hmm. which I think ha- is how life generally is. You know, you have yeah. your funnier people in your life, but everybody gets to be funny. Mm-hmm. And in different ways, too. Yeah. It's not, like, the same voice in every character. You have them have their specific character traits, and it makes sense when they're being yeah. a little funny or taking a certain action mm-hmm. or whatever and i mean even you know we meet his parents i believe at the end of the last arc yeah and, and then yeah and you know i, I kind of forgot and i think i mentioned this in the last podcast of how quickly things progress yeah, yeah. and i mean we he, his dad's in and out in and, and out on. in those six episodes <laughs> but he issues. has but he has that this um specific place in the part the, the part that he plays is so important mm-hmm. and it makes it so memorable that even though he's only in what four or five issues well, yeah and also i think he brings a lot of the whole point of this story is the whole they shouldn't be together because these people have been fighting and you know the moonies and whatever the flying people are they just should never get along but you know bar shows up he does knock her out but then they have a really great relationship when it's just the two of them on that rocket mm-hmm. ship and they build into a point where they do actually care each- about each other even over just a few days mm-hmm. and i think it's a really great character development for alana as well and i don't know the amount of stuff he gets done in a few issues is crazy it's mm-hmm. insane well, this one opens, right, with her. She's in a towel. Yeah. <laughs> and his, um, his parents show up uh, randomly because, you know, he broke that sword and told everyone where they were. Um, and then, of course, fucking Marco, like, takes <laughs> off immediately. Leaves her alone with his parents. I know. I mean, like, I'm excited he goes after the babysitter, but I'm kind of like, oh, my no God. No joke. I love Isabel, and I'd be mm-hmm. sad if she left already. But, mm-hmm. like, really, bro, your girl <laughs> is standing there in a towel, and you left her with your in Like, hostile like, Don't in-laws. do that. <laughs> do not do that. She's my favorite, though. She's literally like, well, I'm glad I got to do this in a towel. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, I really liked that the she's like, you know, this rocket ship listens to me. It's seen me naked. I'm pretty sure it would pick me over you. <laughs> and then at one point she goes, enough. And then automatically the rocket ship ties that dude to the ceiling. Yeah. Because the rocket ship's like, okay, you don't like him? Cool. I'll take care of it. Yeah. It was great. What, I, what else I love about it is that it takes the right amount of time to balance what's going on in the present day and mm-hmm. tie in backstory without seeming to weigh it down too much yeah. and it's it's a really great balance that you get to see where the characters are coming from and you know how it projects them forward well I-, I just love that scene where like right before you meet the in-laws for real it shows like kind of where they come from and like why they feel that mm-hmm. way you know well and we also get a big insight into who his parents are as yeah. people mm-hmm. like they're badass but they know how, just how to instill the right perception in their child and the way in which they did it was super hardcore, but that stuck with him. I mean, he joined up and he did all the right stuff. Yeah. And it's, interesting, it's interesting to see how they show how the war affects different 
levels of people, classes of people. You know, you have your Marco seems to be. I wouldn't, you know, relatively middle-ish class, but he's still, you know, he, they're the people that get the most affected by the war. And then you see, like, the robots, and then you see, like, um, his ex-fiance, who's a politician, yeah. you know, and how how the war affects each of them differently and how mm-hmm. they use it and manipulate it and how they're driven by it. It's really interesting how nuanced the differences mm-hmm. are. Yeah. Because it's not just, oh, a bunch of garbage, you know. Well, it's like all soldiers do this and all, mm-hmm. and all. And yeah, I like how varied everyone's reactions is. And, you know, like I said, the character development is so great that everybody is a bunch of different things, mm-hmm. which is how everyone is in real life. And you don't get to see that very often because a lot of times they stick with tropes or this character has to be like that. And that's the only thing they can be. And I like that we don't have to deal with that. Well, yeah, you get a guy like the Prince Robot where he has the PTSD from being in, in war as a soldier, just like some of the lower mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. grunts would have. But also he has to deal with the same, the politics of being yeah. a prince and even just ruling in general. Like mm-hmm. he has to deal with, you see him come at, it's not, he doesn't have just one motivation, you yeah. know, because he's got his family. For, you know, there's the, the closest thing we have to a villain in the series and you are pretty you pretty much understand everything that i like that we get the reasons why he's doing what he's doing and i mean he drives me crazy and i kind of hate him but everything he's done it's either for family or because he's going to be a dad and so then it's hard to be that angry with him mm-hmm. even though he's really quick to shoot at people for no reason God damn it. look mm-hmm. okay here's the thing as much as i love the stock and you know how i feel and how broken up i am about that still um but if she came at me no i mean I she would have you know what i mean she's she should have probably just dropped her dress and yep. been all like oh no i'm vulnerable. exactly like when she came up to the, <laughs> yeah exactly um, but she, if she came time. out with me with all those legs and those weapons i would have shot I'll, first yeah no and that's that's the thing like i'm mad that he shot so quickly because he's supposed to be a soldier yeah but because of the way that his physiology is we get to see the reason it was because he's gonna be a dad and yeah i I like how much of an insight we get to him as a character mm-hmm. without having to do a lot of exposition. It's, I like the way they designed him. I also love that we got to see how Alana Marco met. Mm-hmm. That was yes. Cool. I like she she hit him in the face. That yes. was great. Uh huh. Very. Alana. I like how we got to see how she never really fits in anywhere. So it would make sense that once she connected with Marco, it would make more sense for her to bail than to stay. I know that octopus. That guy. octopus dude was so mean. Didn't I tell you? She's shifts the with her are the worst. Yeah. Just because she wants him to read a book. God, it's not hard. She's so she's so cute and fangirly about it, and I I, I definitely like empathize with that oh, where you're like course. i just read the best thing you have to read well, it. well i like i like the way she was like can you read this so that i have someone to talk to about yeah. it yeah like, i've done that so oh yeah no, i'm not done that 100 what i'm interested to see more of is the actual book itself and then they probably won't actually get into it but you know the lines that we get to read are so like weird and boring well yeah. like that that last word's like the end that last half page and she's like this is the best thing i've ever read based on what i read i'm kind of like what What? yeah and i wonder if it'll be like kind of a running joke or not necessarily joke but a running theme theme it'll always be a mystery you'll never yeah they'll never tell us what it is but it affects all the characters in the Mm -hmm. same way yeah that they they talk about it like it's this this masterpiece this Mm -hmm. great work and all the pieces we see are like shit them going out to eat sandwiches (laughs) (laughs) like sitting on the ground and in the dirt and talking about 
Well, like, that, that, on the DVR. that was somehow like a really important part when he like elegantly fell off that thing and the contest is set next to him and then Marco's like oh my god that means so much and I'm like he she sat on the ground what is happening <laughs> it's a metaphor that she's coming down from her height to be on I his level I need you to calm down oh, you haven't read it it at, at, I would really at, like to though is all I'm saying at, at some level it reminds me a lot of like my graduate level literature classes where they're like well when she came out and sat in the kitchen and peeled an apple it means that she was thinking about her dead father mm-hmm. and i'm like oh my god I don't or like so what is that one where it's There's like always he's those... like fishing in the winter or whatever the old man in the sea yes oh the, sea the sea worst is, is death yeah i fucking <laughs> okay maybe maybe we shouldn't get into all that stuff because mm-hmm. i fucking hate those guys i can't stand <laughs> it oh my god well it's like i remember the pain school, of being an old white man i remember in school i hated poetry classes because they were always like now the blue in this poem represents and you go into this big thing and i'm always sitting in my chair going maybe it just represents blue maybe can we talk about that or like the, the why endless, does everything uh, have to goddamn mean something the well, en- endless shakespeare jokes or shakespeare classes where they want to delve into what every scene meant and i'm like i'm pretty sure he was trying to get paid and also i'm pretty sure that's a dick joke yeah no number one dick joke number two he was trying to get paid number three if he thought of it maybe he'd fold in something but it was pretty deep down my favorite quote about this is like someone asked emily dickinson oh did you mean did you mean to put all this in there right and she was like yeah course of course i did <laughs> well, it's, like, it's like the author says in the lighthouse at the end of 12 where mm-hmm. he's like i'm glad you think i was that smart i'll take it i mean he obviously did plan it but i liked how he was feigning ignorance mm-hmm. it's that same sure whatever you read into it i definitely meant that why not well don't they say that it's like once an artist releases something into the wild any interpretation of it is immediately valid and yeah. you can't you can't argue with someone's interpreta- interpretation of your art. Well, yeah, no, mm-hmm. definitely, I I believe in that, like death of the author. When mm-hmm. you just when when the artist makes what they want to make, and they have an idea of what it means and what it represents to them, but they don't get to tell the reader or the viewer or whoever else what it should mean to them. Mm-hmm. That art is always open to interpretation, and if that painting makes me feel something then different than what it makes you feel, mm-hmm. nobody's interpretation is less valid. Yeah, yeah, totally. I thought the scene with the author and Robot 4 was really intense. Yeah, yeah. it was like... It reminded me a lot of the opening scene of Inglorious Bastards, where you know that guy's there to cause some shit, but he's so calm about mm-hmm. it that you're not entirely sure what's happening. That, like, slowly escalating tension. Yeah, yeah you, mm-hmm. you feel like just for a moment he's actually going to get all the way out the door and mm-hmm. things are going to be okay, and then it just, like, takes a left turn. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I like I like the end where they're, like, upstairs and they've been there for two weeks or whatever. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, shit. Uh, he wasn't wrong, but we've been here for longer. Yeah. And goose. I, uh. A goose. A goose. A goose. Uh, I really like getting the little snips of future Hazel, mm-hmm. where she's um, obviously like monologuing from some distant future. Not, I think it's like she's writing something or she's telling someone. Yeah. Because yeah. she was talking about how she still has the outfit mm-hmm. that her grandfather she made for her as a, book as a bookmark. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I feel like that's a clue or something. And I, I just, I'm really interested well, I, to learn more about who Hazel becomes. I picked up something this time around when they were, that one is like issue 11 or 12 when it opens with them boning and she's like holding on to his horns. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hazel says, yeah, yeah, my parents used to have sex. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, does that mean when Hazel is writing this, they're no longer together? Or do they hate each other and they're staying together for her? And is or one of them dead? Is yeah. one of them dead? Like, yeah. and so I like, 
I like that because you never really know what's going on because it's just Hazel dropping in little things. But mm-hmm. it's interesting. It makes me want to keep reading, which I'm sure Brian well, might be the point. Well, and then the issue where um, the dad dies, mm. that whole sequence was so stressful. <laughs> like oh. Lion Cat, like in the... Oh my God, like, I was yeah. like, I can't. I was like, like I can't, I'm not okay. I can't, lose, I can't lose Lion Cat. I'm not kidding. I will stop reading this book. I love Lion Cat. Lion Cat's the best, though. Like when he looks... Like um, when she's trying to get more money out of Gwendolyn, and you know he's like, "Oh, I need all this money for, for blah, blah, blah. and she's like and lying. She, but she looks at him like, "I'm she's sorry." So but sad. I know. <laughs> I know her little face. She's like, "I'm sorry to sell you so out, but lying." lying. And, then and I love like yeah. how how did you not kill this creature before? And I was like, oh, "I've tried." <laughs> I like that panel so much because they're obviously just kidding about killing Lion Cat. Obviously, she's valuable, but Lion Cat's little face in the center of the panel is very like, "I love you." so good we rescued sophie which was great Mm -hmm. can i tell you everything on sextillion sextillion is fucking disturbing Uh, like those dudes had tongues in their belly belly buttons buttons, and eyes on their nipples and i couldn't handle what was happening sort of weird like crotch face yeah. Oh, I think that was just like I think it was clothing. clothing. But I I don't know. I was weirded out by the fact that the mouth was open on one of them. Um, and I was like, I don't know. I don't want to hear about that. (laughs) It was so stressful. Well, and like, I know everyone's supposed to be cool and like aliens or whatever, but the security personnel on Sextillion with like the oh no, Mm -mm. they're weird tentacle with a will like full on goes like about. I'm actually a really great mercenary. Like here we go. No, yeah, and he does his will thing, which is great. Mm -hmm. It's nice to be reminded because I think he's failed more often than not. Yeah, (laughs) the course of the series. Well, and it's like he's like. It's like Gwendolyn said, you know, you're supposed to be this badass bounty hunter, but you're just like moaning away, wasting your time on this planet and going after tiny babies. Like, who even are you? So I'm glad we got a little reminder of the fact that he is the will. Mm hmm. Fun. I really liked when when they go to rescue Isabel and she turns into that like big gorilla thing and gives her the <laughs> finger. Yeah, I love Isabel. She's great. <laughs> she's I liked great. it. Um, little baby Hazel loves her too. When mm-hmm. she came back, she's like, "Hey, sugar bean, I miss you too." Mm-hmm. I still question so the use of a ghost babysitter. Yeah, I think she's not more... corporeal. I guess I'm still stressed out about the thing that we realize when they're like bonded and then it's gonna hurt when she leaves her. Oh yeah, I feel like the ghost thing. It's more just so that they can get a good night sleep knowing that if anything actually because you know they don't have a baby monitor so she's really just like a floating pink baby monitor (laughs) and if the baby wakes up and just needs entertainment she can like entertain I mean she can't feed it or whatever but like maybe she could get it back to sleep so they can it doesn't make a lot of sense but nothing I guess yeah yeah she's still great I I still and she you know she she acts like a kind of snot or obnoxious teenager which she should yeah. Even though she's probably, she could be older than oh, we all no, of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but maybe, yeah, that's interesting. Maybe you don't mature after you die. Maybe not. Oh, I'm sure that you don't. I'm oh, yeah, sure you they're stay just the same trapped. Way. She's just going to be 17 forever, Ugh. which is a nightmare. That's terrible. God. Um, I really liked when it was Bar and Alana alone on the ship, and she comes running out of nowhere, and she's like, I broke her. This piece just, like, <laughs> fell off. It's so cute. Like, new moms. Yeah, because yeah, it's not even, way. you know, you, I thought it was going to be something like, oh, something with the horns yeah. or something about their physiology. But no, it's just a no, normal. just belly like button. a baby Everybody, thing. Yeah. Every, she's got a belly button now. It's fine. Take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> but everything's, I mean, I can imagine being a new parent is so, so terrifying. So terrifying. So it's like this one plus of um, 
his parents showing up for the two of them is exactly. they have a little bit more experience mm-hmm. with this kind of thing and yeah. also i really like that bar straight up doesn't give a shit about the whole you know they shouldn't have done this he's like i have a grandbaby i have a month to live i'm gonna make hella shit to keep all of you alive mm-hmm. i really liked that he just got rid of all that other baggage and went i'm gonna be a good grandparent yeah and it's, it makes me think that it's so wild to think that this war's been going on for so long and they've been so conditioned to hate each other but like how much have we seen in the last you know these dozen issues mm-hmm. of the races actually getting along and working yeah. together and i mean like how has this not happened before yeah you know well it's crazy i think that just i think is an example of how like wars can go on for too long and you get too many generations in and people just start forgetting why you're doing it mm-hmm. well yeah. they're not even fighting it on the real planets yeah. anymore yeah. they're no. actually fighting this war on proxy planets no yeah it's like, so crazy to me and once you start outsourcing your war i feel like it's maybe been going go on to the treaty long. table and try to get this done yeah. yeah but isn't it by now it's almost a capitalist thing like well it's gotta oh, yeah. be I mean, yeah. It's a war machine. That's yeah, where your economy is going to be making, the best. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that the war is secretly an agreement to. They just keep going forever. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I feel like at least the uh, the robot people are definitely invested in keeping this war going because yeah. they're they're they they're the make mercs. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, so, it was super saga. interesting. Super we, good as we're always. Yeah. Just keep reading with us. Mm-hmm. Next, Next month? month we're doing volume three. Thirteen through eighteen. It's mm-hmm. exciting so how do you knew that it took me i swear to god like uh, 10 minutes to find out which <laughs> freaking issues were in this volume like it's not posted anywhere it's six at a time no sometimes it is sometimes it's five it's always six sometimes i have i have paperback collections that are five or seven well yeah, yeah but i think saga is always six well i don't know man get I'm, off my nut i'm <laughs> telling you i'll get off your nut when your nut respects what i have to, <laughs> <laughs> to offer you my nut respects so no sassy. one in the <laughs> All right, bringing it back around. <laughs> All right, guys. Read volume three. Be sassy about it if you want to. <laughs> you can also send us a sassy email to getinterrupted at gmail.com or Twitter at us at getinterrupted. Um, we love hearing from you. So please, please, please do. And uh, we have snacks. Snacks. A lot of them. Hey guys, this is Shelby from Girls Interrupting. If you love the podcast and want to show your love on some merchandise, head on over to notlg.com slash store where you can find our logo on mugs, shirts, sweatshirts, and other cool swag. We do have Muddy Buddies. Muddy Buddies! We have to finish two more. I know what we have to do. I just lost myself. There I am. I'm back. And I'm back. (laughs) back. <laughs> yeah i think yes yes are, are you sure yes yes good guess yes i don't like being put on the spot night of the living peak